Alright, hello there. Welcome to this episode of Mind Universe. As you may have known already, Mind Universe is a solo effort, and so I'd like to ask for your support to help it reach a larger audience. Please consider rating it 5 stars on Apple Podcasts, leaving a comment, letting me and everyone else know what you think, and sharing it around on social media and with your friends. Also, follow me on social media. And I do have a Telegram channel, Fahad Telegram. Over there, I share updates regarding the podcast, I share my writings, my artworks, and other projects related to what I do. Thank you kindly for your support. It is greatly appreciated. One thing that I truly enjoy with the podcast is how it feels like an intimate conversation I'm having with a friend, someone that I care about, someone that I have a deep connection with. I'm not speaking to a large audience, rather I'm speaking to an individual who's listening to me. I'm speaking to a soul that perhaps I can connect with or a soul that can connect with what I'm saying. I'd like to start by talking about having this imposter syndrome. You feel as if you're a fraud. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. And, you know, for as long as you have been alive, it feels as if you've been just trying, yet you don't know anything. You don't really know anything. You have been lucky so far that nobody caught you. No, no one knows about the things hidden from everyone else. All the failures, all the doubts that fill you up and, you know, sometimes you wonder when you're doing well and when you are working at something that you know your stuff about, you wonder if this confidence is just a bubble, a misplaced bubble that will burst in your face at any moment and you realize just how empty and fake it is. Having the imposter syndrome is such a dangerous thing and talking about it sure helps, yet even if you get reassurance and you increase your knowledge and your craft and your skill, um, it doesn't go away permanently. It creeps back time after time. Sometimes it may be gone for a long time and sometimes actually when it's something that you truly know what you're doing in or perhaps you've reached a plateau and there aren't many rooms for creativity anymore and it's just an easy work you know something along the lines of labor work something routine um, yeah you can forego having an imposter syndrome in that because this isn't something that requires a lot of creativity and therefore you don't feel an imposter syndrome yet in fields that 
continue to have research, to continue to have uh, requirements for creativity, for innovation, and in things that you've practiced on day after day, hour after hour. You find that confidence wavering at times. And, you know, examples and stories serve to deliver uh, the point. So let's go with a story. Let's say you've been working out for a long time and perhaps everyone who's listening might already know this about me. I've been in fitness for almost 14 years now. So let's say uh, you get into fitness, you join a gym and you learn all the workouts and you develop a body that's you know healthy and strong and you dedicate a lot of hours over a long period of time into this thing. Still, someone can come along and question your knowledge and the imposter syndrome will creep at you and you you would think yeah i might know a bit i might know five percent of this but i don't know as much as this person knows and so in this specific story you let's say you learn bodybuilding and become accustomed to all the workouts that are there if someone comes along who knows a bit more than you do and they tell you yeah you don't know anything i know better than you i'm a bodybuilder and a jujitsu master for example they can make you want to crawl back to your safe space to your cave and just stay in the corner not talk about it Another example can be in art as well. You could be practicing to draw for a long time, studying anatomy, lighting, and composition, and all of that. And you've been doing it for a while, yet you keep comparing yourself to everyone else. And whenever you feel a spotlight on you, that confidence it just fades away it disappears you feel as if you're an imposter because you've seen what you've been drawing you've seen how bad your knowledge of anatomy is and the problem with such a knowledge the problem with such doubt is you know so well just how hard you've been practicing yet still you're not doing so well, you're doing terribly. Nobody else have seen what you've been doing yet. They've only seen a couple of your projects that turned out okay. And so, any moment that your result, your work is brought to light, the imposter syndrome creeps in and, and tells you to pull back, hide, stop, don't do this anymore. You start thinking, what do you know about art? You're nothing compared to all the great artists out there. It's already flooded with amazing artists. You don't belong in that place. And so, and the imposter syndrome makes you want to just quit 
it makes you want to disappear sometimes because the problem with it is that it isn't exclusive to creative work it isn't exclusive to crafts or skills it actually creeps in into your personality into you as an individual it makes you want to give up on yourself to just become a nobody someone who does what they have to do go to work or school do what they have to do and live a life where you cannot be criticized be nothing do nothing and be saved from judgment or obviously the feeling of being an imposter it may be too easy to just say don't give in to the imposter syndrome and try and practice and failure is part of practice and that is true and it does help but keep in mind that you can also acknowledge that you have this syndrome and you know try to minimize its effect on you let it be there let yourself be able to accept your flaws because and maybe this also will help with dealing with it everyone else is the same way even those who appear to you to be amazing it's the same thing for them their knowledge is limited they struggle and they doubt themselves and in many many cases they are faking it or they could be cheating or just pretending and I'll clarify that it's many cases not all of them there are those who aren't faking it and who know what they're doing and they're doing a great job at it but it helps to realize that while you are facing your demon you're facing this monster that's making you feel like an imposter keep in mind that the majority have the same issue they are dealing with the same feeling they're facing the same demon they struggle with feeling that they are imposters just as you do and i'll have to add to this point that while it helps to keep that in mind you have to remind yourself that comparison is a poison it's a disease that can blind you to your merits and paralyze you as well not only is comparison a thief of joy it can rob you of so many things it can rob you of yourself it can take away your potentials you know potentials are things that are in you that haven't come out yet and comparison can make them go away or rather it can suppress them to a point that they will not grow or manifest into something tangible and real so keep in mind that you shouldn't compare it's a deadly thing and you know one thing that you probably struggle with is everyone's idea of you it's this social pressure this peer pressure that if i come out into the light if i am allowed to be judged or seen then everyone will 
criticize me just as badly as I criticize myself. They're gonna be laughing at you, they're gonna be making fun of you, and you picture the worst images in your head, or rather they already are there in your head, and you picture them to be what everyone else is thinking of you. Yet, the truth is far from that. This is something that is constructed by yourself. It isn't real. Nobody is gonna judge you. And even if they do judge you, who cares? You shouldn't care. Most of the time, if not almost all the time, everyone else is thinking the same thing. Everyone else is thinking about themselves. They're thinking about how they are being perceived by everyone around them, by their peers, by their colleagues, by their family, friends, and society. They don't care about you. And even if they care about you, they don't care to a point that they're gonna be judging you as fixated on judging you as you are. And look, it helps a lot to surround yourself by those who are good for you those who believe in you, who inspire you, and who motivate you to be a better you. So seek them out, become friends with them. And just in case, if you can't find someone like that, remember that you in yourself are a community. So be that someone, believe in yourself, seek to be your inspiration and motivation be the good for yourself that you need and with time you will attract those who are good for you just as you would be good for them because the effect of the environment around you has a major influence on how you behave and on how you view yourself and you are part of that environment so if you find that its influence on you is not good, then play your part. Bring your influence into it. Just don't do nothing out of fear of being judged, criticized, or, you know, otherwise viewed in a negative light. These feelings, troubles, doubts, and things you hide from the world and keep in the darkness within you they are valid, true, and they deserve to be acknowledged, and they should be faced. They should be brought into light. Instead of denying them and pretending they aren't there, you ought to give them their due and face them. Instead of passively caving into the constant questioning of your worth, allow yourself to face them in order to put them to rest or at least to reassure yourself that, yes, you are far more capable than you think, and that you are greater than these doubts make you believe. And you know, you can stay in your mind for so long that it isolates your th way of thinking from the outside world. It's like a vortex that pulls you in, and the longer you stay in it, the stronger its pull and the tougher it is to get out of it and it's a dangerous thing to become 
imprisoned in your own thoughts. Sometimes it's a good thing, but most of the time, this mind isolation, this thought isolation, it, it numps you. It doesn't make you unable to interact. No, you're still active in the real world. You're still doing what you have to do, talking to people, being social, but your trains of thought are all within. They are in this vortex that has eaten you up. And the problem with it is it can take you to dark places. It can make you unable to snap out of whatever state of mind it puts you in. And it's good to expose yourself to inspiration, to thoughts, and to things that can trigger something in you. Because that exposure pulls you out of the narrow space that you have become confined in. Perhaps this is why artists seek inspiration from the world around them. You always hear it, if you've dabbled into art, you always hear the words reference and inspiration. For example, an artist would watch films so that they can get inspired by what's happening in them. Also, there, there are a lot of art that imitates life, art that is inspired by life. And if there wasn't any reference, it might become nearly impossible to create art, at least good art. It has to be inspired from something. It has to be inspired by many things. It needs to be affected by the environment because the thing about the human mind, as amazing as it is, its capacity to conjure up new things outside of the narrow vision that it puts you in is nearly impossible. Sometimes it is, it happens, sometimes it makes you ponder and think and it can take you in a direction that brings questioning and brings new ideas. But many times when you are isolated in the confinement of your own mind, it can spiral into becoming narrower. It's like a circle that keeps getting smaller and smaller until, you know, it becomes stale, unmoving. And when that happens, you feel as if you're missing something, you're lacking something. You go out into the world, you talk to people, you communicate, but something inside you is not there. You're not as excited, you're not as active. And so it helps to seek inspiration, to talk to people, have interesting conversations, to read books, to watch films, to listen to music. The ways outside of your mind that has locked you in, they are many. And sometimes being able to express allows you to get out of your mind. It's as if it's a space that has been over flooded with thoughts, information, ideas, and it needs an outlet and for so long it didn't have one and you know that space has become so small 
yet it 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 also has become so full and an outlet would allow them to flow out and it's like a blood circulation that finally started moving it feels alive again your thoughts have soul in them your thoughts have some life in them again you know sometimes you don't write or create to be heard or to have feedback sometimes you do it to get out of the prison that is your own mind you got so used to it you became trapped in it you can get out but you don't know how to pull yourself out you find a way to deal with these things the imposter syndrome and the prison of your mind you can find a routine or a habit that helps you go through them because think of them as a reoccurring thing they are a part of life they are a part of your life and life is like a symphony it has its ups and downs and these are the downs of life or rather part of the downs in it and you're not always well equipped to handle them and sometimes they can be overwhelming so having good habits and having a routine that you can stick to they help they allow you to handle them in a better way than you would otherwise do without them the good habits and the routine they help you to handle these things better they help you to have a guideline to be able to find a path or build one and see how it works out while you do that if there are errors in it if there are things that don't work out you replace them you do something else or you improvise on them and throughout practice and throughout repetition you become way better at adapting to these reoccurring things the negativity of becoming entrapped in your own mind the effect of having an imposter syndrome otherwise you become defenseless against them you aren't backed up by good habits then you aren't backed up by the knowledge and the experience that you've accumulated then they're gonna overwhelm you and you wouldn't know what to do you would easily succumb to the way they make you feel and you know the beauty about repetition and having a routine is that it is reassuring and it helps you have some grounds to stand on it allows you to build a foundation and to know how things work it isn't fragile rather it's strengthened solidified and it is backed up by something powerful which is experience and you know how i said earlier that speaking in this podcast is like having an intimate conversation with you the listener in a way it's also something that i find myself listening to and abiding by in a way it's like i am also talking to myself i am giving this advice or sharing this talk with you and with myself 
I'll wrap up with an example that I've mentioned before. Not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast or somewhere else. So I used to dislike talking for more than a minute before starting the podcast. Um, I had this idea and peer pressure that anyone listening is only listening so that they can have their own input. They are just enduring me speaking and they would want me to just finish so that they can talk. They don't want to listen. And that pressure was influenced by people who don't want to listen, who just want to speak and project their thoughts. Any input you would give them, they don't care about it unless it reinforces what they already are thinking. But I was fortunate enough to have good influence in my life and I had people who would be attentively listening to me and who had encouraged me to start the podcast. And the funny thing, when I first started Mind Universe, the first episode, it was 13 minutes long, yet it felt like an hour to me back then. Yet now I'm able to record for twice as long as that, perhaps even longer if need be. The good thing about that transition, let's say, or that growth rather, is that I've become more confident, I've become more accustomed and, you know, I've had experience and reassurance that you can talk more, you can say what you have to say as long as you articulate it properly and you deliver it, then you don't have to worry about summarizing it and rushing through it as if someone is chasing you or someone wants you to shut up or, you know, using as few words as possible just so that the people who are listening, they are bearing with you. So hurry up. That feeling is gone. And yeah. So anyway, you tell me, are you imprisoned in your own mind? Do you find yourself doubting your ability, your capacity and your competence? Do you feel like a fraud? Do you have this fear that someone might catch you and expose how you've been faking it all this long? Are you doubting your worth? Do you think that you have a problem, that you are a problem? Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time.